Well, welcome to the first episode of Gospel Gains, a podcast with one goal in mind: to give you, the student leaders in our campus fellowships, some tips and tidbits for ministry fitness. My name is Mark Fodale, and I'm the host of Gospel Gains. I became a Christian in college in the spring of 1981. After graduation, I entered full-time campus ministry, and God has been so gracious and unfailingly patient and enabling me to continue in it ever since. Just so you know, I love preaching and teaching the Word of God and seeing lives transformed by it. I love seeing students come to know and embrace Jesus Christ. I love equipping student leaders for more effective and joyful ministry. And I love leveraging my gains, for which God alone gets the credit, as well as my gaffes, for which I claim full ownership for your benefit. Now, though this podcast is aimed specifically at student leaders on campus, many of the principles I hope to share can, of course, be applied more broadly. So please feel free to pass it on to others who may benefit. And if you have any comments or questions or topics that you would like to see addressed, just send an email to podcast at dm.org. If you put gospel gains in the subject line, it will be pointed in the right direction. Okay, okay. Enough introductory stuff. Let's get to it. So, on this first ever episode of Gospel Gains, I would like to talk about academics. You heard me right. Academics. Now, I can almost hear some of your reactions. Some of you are thinking, academics? I'm listening to this podcast to get away from my academics. I thought we were going to talk about tips and tidbits for ministry fitness. Well, friend, believe it or not, for most of you, your ministry on campus and in the fellowship is directly connected to, in fact, it even flows out of your main calling as a student. That's why talking about academics is a key step in setting you up for fruitfulness in gospel ministry. Let me explain by sharing three things today. First, my experience over the years. Second, a a scripture that I think well addresses the issue. And finally, just a few suggestions as we move forward. So first, my experience. And for this, I just want to give you the bottom line. Over the years, those students who have been most fruitful in gospel ministry on campus are those who have been most faithful in their academic pursuits in the classroom. That's right. Faithful in academic studies has led to fruitful in gospel labors. Now, There have been a few exceptions to this observation, but to be honest, the exceptions have been, like I said, few. In fact, very few and quite far between. Why? Well, as you know, an exception is an exception. It's an outlier. And we all know what a danger it is to position or think of ourselves as the exception. 
As one English translation of Proverbs 16:18 states so clearly, too much pride will destroy you. What I have observed and experienced year after year is that those student leaders who took seriously their primary calling as a student were most often found to be reliable, faithful, and fruitful in their additional calling in gospel ministry. Here's how I've seen it work out. Students who are prone to overwork their academic tasks were most often unavailable for leadership and influence in the fellowship. They regularly would not even consider, or at least they would underplay, the opportunities that the fellowship offered because of the perceived weight and the call of the halls of academia. But students who underworked their academic tasks were most often unreliable in their leadership and influence in the fellowship. They were very often eager and available and engaged, but only at certain points in the semester. In fact, they would regularly disengage and even sometimes disappear when the academic going got tough. And so while, while ministry with the overworkers never seemed to get very far on the tracks, ministry with underworkers at times, well, it seemed like a roller coaster ride. Now, I want to focus the remainder of our time today on those who struggle with underworking, but never fear, you overworkers will be front and center in our next episode. Okay, so so my guess is that there are at least a few of you or those you serve with who struggle with underworking, at least in terms of academics. Or perhaps you're part of a campus culture in which underworking is a cultural norm. Now, please hear me. I'm not accusing you or your friends or even your campus of being lazy or apathetic. Not at all. But True confessions. After becoming a Christian in college, I drifted quickly and decisively toward underworking. You see, the more I got involved in the fellowship, the more I really loved and enjoyed seeing what God was doing and and being a part of his work. I loved working hard and long and well for the Lord, whether it was at Bible studies or large group meetings or discipleships or spring break trips. I mean, you name it, I was there. But as all of that energy was being directed toward the fellowship, something else began a slow but steady creep into my life. I began to like my academic studies less and less. The vision of studying hard and writing papers and prepping for exams and reviewing class notes began to escape me. I often wondered, why am I even taking this course? I remember struggling with feeling like some classes were just simply a waste of time. You see, I had tasted what in my mind was the good and the real life of gospel work. And as a consequence, academic work? Well, it felt like I was settling for a store brand microwavable chicken pot pie when a Chick-fil-A number one meal was being offered. And in that season, 
I remember a wise upperclassman surprising me by encouraging me to be faithful and honor God in my main calling as a student so that I could honor him and be faithful in my secondary calling as a leader in the fellowship. I still remember him saying, first things come first. And that conversation and many follow-up ones helped me to set up some helpful patterns and a good trajectory to honor God and all that he had entrusted to me. Bottom line, friends, faithfulness breeds fruitfulness. You know, the Bible talks a lot about this. In fact, if you get a chance, read over the parable Jesus told in Matthew 25, verses 14 to 30. It's often called the parable of the talents. Two of the key verses in it are verses 21 and 23, where the master responds to the faithful labor of the first two servants by saying this, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. Now I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. See it? There's the principle. Faithful in a little most often leads to being entrusted with much. The joy of the master was found in rewarding those who had given him a good return in the little. And friend, the the little for you just might be that class or those classes that stretch before you as the semester gets underway. You know, it's helpful to remember that for you as a student leader, your main role on campus is student. So this semester, be faithful in that calling first and trust that God may and probably will set you up over more. Okay, let let me end with some suggestions. And again, we'll build on these in our next episode as we put some of you overworkers in the spotlight. Here's the first principle. Realize that in your studies, God may be building your character more than he is informing your mind. Okay, so think about it this way. As you're faithful to the Lord in the classroom, he is actually teaching and training many of you to be submissive to authorities, to labor well for the Lord, even when you don't see the point. He is training you to be a man or woman of your word. You see, your classroom for academic studies is very well his classroom for godly character. You know, in that bleak season, when I I saw no point to many of my classes, I was often reminded by others of Jesus who toiled in obscurity under his earthly father's guidance, probably as a carpenter. He didn't begin his public ministry until he was 30 years old. I mean, imagine the Son of God willingly submitting himself to being trained by and work under a mere mortal. The writer of Hebrews, in Hebrews 2, verse 10, and chapter 5, verse 8, he wrote these words to describe Jesus. In 2.10, he said, In bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. And then in 5.8, he wrote, although he was his son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. See, the road to glory for Jesus 
was a path of suffering. And that path involved learning obedience, even for the Son of God. So here's a, the second and last principle or suggestion. If you start well, there is a good chance you'll end well. So start the semester off well. Stay on top of your work. Make a plan. If you don't know how, ask someone older or wiser. And don't be distracted by, well, distractions. When it's time to work, work. When it's time to rest, rest. When it's time to lead a Bible study, lead that Bible study. I think you get my point. It's one of my favorite quotes from uh, the missionary Jim Elliott is this, wherever you are, be all there. Now, next time we'll lean into this a bit more. I'm just so privileged that we get to visit with each other weekly in this podcast. Until then, thank you for all you do, whether in the classroom or the fellowship. As Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, whatever you do, even whether you eat or drink, do all to the glory of God. Amen.